Hey everybody, in this episode of the X-Files After Show, we're breaking down season 11, episode 6, Kitten. I've seen Haley Joe Osment. Oh dear lord. <laughs> we're going to talk about all that and more next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes, 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 yes. We're talking about a show that airs on Fox. Hey everybody, welcome nice to the that. X Files After Show. I'll be I'm slowly working on my theme song for the X Files. That'll be every single week. I'll be adding to it. So by the end, boy, I'll have my mega mix ready to go. And then I just want Steve to drop the music out from under you, so you're doing an acapella like a That's weird, right. like a Gregorian chant. There you go. That would be beautiful. I'll hold that last note. Really tenderly. Don't you worry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the X-Files After Show. I'm your host, Frank Brad. We're going to be breaking down this particular episode, season 11, episode 6, Kitten. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. I'm Lex Michael. I'm all over social media at the Lex Michael. And I am Jim Fry. I am the managing editor of two websites that follow fandoms, theconguy.com and thescareguy.com. You can find me at ConGuyJim. And, of course, our fourth member of the panel, Lucretia Lyon, out on assignment. She is out in the Canadian woods uh, she searching. She fell into a no. little hole. Yep. Uh, you got to watch out Kelly for Kelly Joel Osment put her in a hole. <laughs> oh, she's probably impaled somewhere. Oh, no. Somebody send help. Hopefully she's keeping her teeth. That's, yeah. She's like watching yep. Supernatural on a laptop <laughs> in a hole <laughs> That's with right. like a piece of like, uh, it's not rebar, it's like bone something just like poking through. As long as she has a good energy source, she's going to be fine. Yeah. Only, she wants a long-lasting battery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course, folks, you can like us on uh, Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up while you're there. And feel free to hop in the chat. We're going to pull the chat up. Uh, feel free to share your thoughts about the series in general of this episode in particular. And if you're watching after we stream live, feel free to comment down below. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Is I'm, it brighter I, in here this week than years past? Uh, because we want no secrets. We want no secrets tonight, Jim. We're, we're, we're sharing all our thoughts and feelings. I just can't see the TV screen. It's so bright. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm of mixed feelings about this episode. Okay. I'm wondering how the two yeah. of you feel. Jim, I, go. I, I'm fairly mixed as well. Um, I don't know. It, it, it was uh, out of the six episodes we've had so far, it's probably on a scale of one, on, number one and number six. It's probably like number five maybe for me. Got it. Yeah. All right. I feel mixed positive because I wasn't necessarily blown away by this episode, but I felt like it was very solid and it felt um, more than any episode since they brought the X-Files back last year. It feels very much like a real solid mid-season episode from like the first four to five years of the show and I liked that about it we don't have room like when we last year only brought it back for six episodes you don't have room for something like that necessarily um, I liked I liked its placement and I liked that it, it was uh, in this context a pretty solid mid-season episode of the X-Files I mean I guess like the, the idea of this and I think what excited at least me and I think maybe you guys as well was like hey we're getting a really Skinner centric focused episode that I liked yeah, yeah especially liked. after last year he popped up he had got a little bit of face time in what two three episodes yeah, maybe right. but I thought very very under underused last year so it was nice to see him get a little bit more focus and I but I felt like even though it was supposed to be a Skinner centric episode I still kind of just felt like oh that was that was it that's all we're really getting out of uh, Walter, uh, we're gonna see Sergei his apartment. Skinner, <laughs> very sparse yes. apartment. If he ever lives there, he yeah. only keeps clues in his apartment. <laughs> are you? Are the two of you satisfied with how much or what we saw of of Skinner? No, no, I don't think we really got a lot about Skinner. We already knew that he was in the military from back in the series. And what what else did we get from Skinner? Nothing. 
Except for like, oh, something scary happened when I was in the military in Vietnam. Okay. That's it. It, it didn't, I agree, it didn't necessarily. Except for, there was, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. We no, had no. one other thing that, you know, he didn't get promoted after 20 years. Because- so, <laughs> that, that stuff I thought was interesting. Yes. I thought, and nothing necessarily all that revelatory, but it is, it, like, the fact that we're just now, after so much time, <laughs> openly acknowledging that maybe Skinner's relationship with Mulder and Scully hurt him professionally. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I appreciated them calling that out. I thought it was a lot of fun to see Kirsch again. Yeah, another, that was great. Another character that it would never have occurred to me to desperately want to see return, and when he shows up, I was real pleased. Not unimpressive that he's been able to hold on to that same job after all this time. I imagine especially <laughs> in high-level administrative positions, there's a fair degree of turnover, at least after decades. Yes. So good for him. Still doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure the actor that plays Kirsch was excited. He's been, like, since season 10 was announced, he's been sitting by the phone just waiting. They're going to do an FBI-centric episode, <laughs> and then it's my time to shine. Yeah, he's, he's been the chief on Grey's That's Anatomy right. for a while, so <laughs> he's finally, been busy. Finally, he got that call. Yes. Uh, but I did like I did like how it reinforced some of what we knew about Skinner, but hadn't really touched on. I mean, now going back over ten years since the original show went off the air, he became more of a central member of the ensemble towards the end of the original run. It took a long time for that yep. to happen in a big way. And I think the the, the loss of the company for a while gave him more mm-hmm. room to kind of step in. Yes, but he he was such an integral part of the DNA of that show uh, going all the way back to the original seasons. I think he first shows up in Tombs, I think, at the end of season Mm -hmm. one. And for somebody so integral to the DNA of the show to have been, in my opinion, so uh, unjustly sidelined for so much of the run of this revival, again, really nice, even if none of it is all that revelatory, to have some of what we understand of Skinner as a character uh, reinforced and re-acknowledged. I appreciate it, even though, yeah, the the case of the week wasn't necessarily the most mind-bending or exciting. Uh, before we get into that, just one other thing, because in their pursuit of looking for Skinner, as we both kind of mentioned, they, they head over to his apartment, kind of see how sparse it is. You know, we've got his uh, fiber, uh, it was a Metamucil or whatever to, to get, keep him going. <laughs> uh, but, but it also made me think, like, people that I guess you work for or bosses that you may have had in your life, if thinking of going on 25 years, do you feel like, like, how much do you feel like you would know of, like, yeah. like a boss that, you know, that you could go there and go like, wow, I, this is not... At all was that I was I was expecting. What do you feel like? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I <laughs> was so with you, yes. and then somewhere in the last quarter of that question, yes. I lost the thread. That, that you could you could work with somebody for twenty five years, yes, uh, and yet not really know them at all. But I feel like that's the nature of relationships on this show, right? With the with the exception of Mulder and Scully's relationship with each other, I feel like you've essentially described every interpersonal relationship in the history of the X Files. So you're you're. Right, in a sense. of the truth. That's all that matters. Who cares about what your home life's like? I want to know what the <laughs> I mean, truth is. <laughs> I mean, you, everybody has to make sacrifices. Um, yeah, but but the nature of their relationship, especially since we're still uh, finding ways to play with how do we keep Skinner at just enough of a dis- uh, distance that his loyalty is in question. Uh, I guess if you work backwards from that... You'd have to infer that even though they've they've been through hell together time and time again, maybe they really don't know each other. I don't think they hang out and have beers. You know what I mean? I actually can't picture. Well, the thing is, after twenty five years, I 
I have no idea. I'm flummoxed as to why they are still distrustful of Skinner. He has gotten them out of many it, a jam. It's a little bizarre. There's what is the reason why they don't trust Skinner? Because he had a whiff of cigarette yep. smoke it's on like him. Cigarette smoke. Oh no, that, we don't trust you now. I mean, you have saved our lives many times. You've killed Krychek for us. You, you, you went to our trial and, and blah 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 blah. But yeah, not giving them the benefit of the doubt that hey, I went there to they learn more information yeah. that I can now tell you, but you've already jumped the gun and assumed that I'm working uh, against you guys. It's an element of the revival that feels a little bit like they attempted to reset it. There are certain elements where they're picking up specific continuity threads and continuing to develop them, but a few, even last year, just the two of them ending up back in their old jobs at the FBI felt very much like right. we didn't necessarily build that in organically. We just hit a button and we've retained that element of the original run. And that is what their relationship with Skinner feels like to me. Although we don't know what happened in the intervening years. Mm-hmm. They don't really touch on that. Very so true. it's entirely possible that they had a whole uh, great many other adventures and maybe it led them to question uh, uh, Skinner a little bit more than they would have otherwise. This is an episode that, uh, and uh, you know, props to Gabe Rotter who stepped up and wrote this episode. Uh, I, 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 Mitch Pelleggi was saying that he was you know, ribbing Chris Carter about Skinner not getting a lot of love for last season. And Gabe Rotter heard it and said, like, all right, let me, let me see if I can write a Skinner-centric episode. So props to him for doing that. But I almost wanted this to be like a Darren Morgan episode where it, it the focus is completely on Skinner from the minute he gets into the office to the minute he goes home at night. And I just want to see what a day in the life of Skinner in dealing in the world where the X-Files exist is like. Just the minutiae that he's got to deal with, the other the, the hassles from the higher ups, the, the the paperwork and the procedural stuff that he's got to just go through. All of all the spontaneous fisticuffs. Yes, right. I just wanted his, to see that. His, uh, his all of Skinner's ladies, <laughs> whatever he, it right. might be. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that would have been great. Like yeah. almost almost like a James Bond type. But yeah, like, I agree with you because this became like where Skinner he's missing for half the episode. You know. Yeah, an episode about it, him and he's gone most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I know. That, that was, he was the MacGuffin in, instead of like the guy driving MacGuffin. the action. Yeah. Uh, but we do, we tie into uh, basically something he told season two to, to Mulder about uh, listing in Vietnam when he was 18. And he did it right. because he had uh, blind faith in his country. Uh, and then he saw a young boy come to a camp holding grenades and he shot him in the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get to see that scene kind of brought to life in this. But we also get to see more of his time there. With uh, Lex's favorite guy in the world, my favorite guy yeah. in the world. He he he's got uh, figurines at a shrine built to Haley Joel Osment. You're you're saying this as if I was ribbing on Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> I was before doing we, it before we no, got him. I like Haley Joel Osment a great deal, and I actually respect how he he managed to uh, carve out a new career for himself. You would think that if you are the I see dead people kid, that's it for you. You will never escape that in fifty lifetimes. You will never outrace uh, being the little boy. In the sixth sense. Well, he still hasn't. I, okay, you could make an argument that yes, when you see Heli Joel Osment, you still think about how first he sees thought, dead people. First thought every time. But, yes, but but to his credit, he has still managed to carve yes, out a career for himself beyond that, and I tip my hat to him for that. What is your second thought when you think of Haley Joel Osment? I'll tell you mine. Mine is that enormous beard that he was rocking for the longest time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the crazy man up in the woods yes. type look. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's the second thing I think of. Mine uh, is I swear to God, uh, he's in Tusk. <laughs> that's that's actually the. Very- I actually was able to this past year. Uh, a friend of mine, she uh, Olivia Sandoval, got to give her some props. She's on. Uh, she was on Fargo. We, this we past had year. her in for the Fargo after show. She's yeah. fantastic. She's great. And one of her best friends is Haley Haley Joel Osment. So we uh, um, all hung out at a viewing party, and I got to know him a little bit. And he's a really he's a really decent guy. He's nice. a, he's really fun and 
That's about it. I mean, he was sporting the big beard at that time, so it was kind of cool. He's really fun. Yeah. And that's about it. That's all I got to say for him. <laughs> I do like that. No, the, the, sick, <laughs> the Sixth Sense, episode six. That's true. Uh, but we do get to see him as a, a fellow soldier uh, that was just drafted, but hanging out with us, Skinner and Skinner. He basically keeps an eye out for him uh, until the mission, as always, the, the one that goes wrong. Right. Yeah, so, so Haley Joel Osment, we'd see, yes, playing the soldier, but then also in the present day playing the son of this soldier. This is not, I think Haley Joel Osment does a perfectly fine job with the dual role. This is not a device I've ever been a fan of yes. where they cast the young, the young version of this character's father is played by the same actor. That's not how genetics work. Yeah. Um, even if they say, yeah, wow, you're the spitting image of your, of your dad at this age. You could look at a photograph and be like, yeah, I see it, but you're not a clone. You're not a direct one-to-one. Would you rather him still do it, but some kind of prosthetics or something to kind of change his face? A little bit, yeah. Something... I don't know about... I feel like if they did prosthetics, it's real difficult to not make that look ridiculous. But for that reason, maybe I would have liked it. I get what you're saying. It it was a little gimmicky to me. Um, Did you see who they had playing Mitch Pelegi's son? Oh, who was it? His nephew. Oh, nice. I mean, uh, yeah, no, him as a, not his son, but him Young as a... Young Skinner. Like, Corey Rumbles, an actor, his uh, nephew played him um, in Vietnam. Oh, nice. Cool. Good deal. Uh, but it, I, but I did, like, it felt like very much, I guess they shot it probably somewhere in L.A., uh, that scene where they're running through, uh, and they go to that little, uh, they find that hut in Vietnam. I think they're shooting up in, um, is it... Um, Canada, Vancouver. Vancouver? Still yeah. shooting in Vancouver? I think so. It uh, it just I, I know it did not feel uh, like Vietnam. I felt like all right, yeah, yeah. is this yeah. Griffith Park? <laughs> it felt like very much like all right, yeah, let's just like it may have little. been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're they're transporting this gas, or they, they're transporting something in a box. They have no idea what it is until it gets shot while they're hiding out, and gas leaks out uh, over over ODs. Haley Joe. And it looks it, it behaves similarly to uh, Scarecrow's fear gas a little yeah. bit. Okay, Which, wait, before we go there. I'm not a military expert, but, but they're flying. They're coming down. As they're trying to set down, they start receiving all kinds of fire. Why do they continue to set down? I don't get that part. Let, all of a sudden, everybody starts spraying bullets on us. So let's set down and you guys take off running because this is your bet. That I didn't like that part. Yeah, I mean, I can only guess because, I mean, that sergeant or lieutenant or whatever his rank was stressed how important that cargo was. That, that yeah, well, then don't set it down. Wait until you yeah, don't do something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like. and I guess they had the, the Gatling gun on there so they could lay down cover, and yeah. cover fire. That's true, though. I do buy, I do buy. It's like, this mission is so important. If you if you sign up for this mission, you're ready to lay down your life anyway. This yeah. mission is more important than all of you combined. However, given that, why would you set down with this container if you know the container isn't bulletproof? <laughs> yep. Uh, because also I'm wondering, like, say that you they ran 100 yards away from that helicopter. Uh, as it's starting to take off, you see all three of them get killed. Mm-hmm. And the container hasn't been breached at all, but it's still there. And they're like, oh, damn it. Yeah, I know. Now we got to go back and get this. Who's going back to get I'm not going back that's to get right. that. Or, or <laughs> yeah. the Viet Cong is just going to come out and take it. Yep. I was like, all right, that's ours now. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It may, be an, it may have been a small point, but as I'm watching that, I'm like, why in the hell are they sitting down right here? Go back up. Uh, so this uh, certainly, basically, you're saying, kind of plays out that fierce toxin. So Haley Joel uh, basically slaughters all the the women and children. Yeah, he just goes, that, just goes that bonkers and just what like stabs everybody. Yeah, because um, of all the gas. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and then it just then we kind of lead into the rest of the episode. And so in terms of, it's not really a monster of the week. It's just kind of. It's not even like a character piece. It's just... It, and it really only becomes like a big pointed conspiracy thing in the final moments yeah. of the episode. Yeah. Which, 
Chemtrails. <laughs> I was like, I know that one. Too. It was like, here we go again. I was like, I was like, your government hates you. Guys, they want you to die, guys. I was like, people, people believe this is real. Stop, <laughs> stop reinforcing the belief that people have that this is. But real. they've done. This is like the second time they've done like um. Well, like chemtrails or like uh, dusting the fields, and you know they did it in the film. Yep. Yes, they did. And they did it. And is it was it blood? Blood. Uh, it's back in season two where blood they is the one pesticides where they used pesticides. Yes, Remember? and where people thought that the electronics were giving them the messages. Yeah, but it was that. Yeah. So yeah, they've yeah, done yeah. this story before. Chemtrails, guys. Chemtrails. Chemtrails. It, and there's nothing better to tell, like shore up that, that that opinion that this is truly happening is by living in the woods as a recluse. And your hair all disheveled. It's like, yep, I'm with you, man. Yep, yeah. you're right. Chemtrails. Listen, listening to music. <laughs> yes. Specifically not hanging out with cats. No. Nope. <laughs> making, <laughs> making human traps in the woods. <laughs> Wearing your, like, weird jigsaw outfit. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I can only guess, like, his father, through the years and through visiting him there at the sanatorium, there described these visions of what this monster was that he right. saw. That his son, I, then I guess, just decided to build a, a replica costume? Here's the thing. That I, I was okay with because it seems very much like he's been out there for a long time by himself. Mm-hmm. He probably gets very bored. Like, he's only got... I can't imagine he's going to, like, a record store to buy more records, so he's probably only got whatever he's got in the stack in that house. He'll run out of those eventually. He'll get through all of them, like, three or four mm-hmm. times. He's got to do something. Didn't Randy a, Quaid do this? Like, he ran off into the woods and grew a beard and thought the government was... It really happened in he's, real life. He's quading. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm equating this to this... Uh, uh, that's that's the real X-File, by the way. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying, like, as far as... I'm just agreeing, like, yeah, it, it is. It, it seemed kind of weird, but it kind of happens in real life. A man becomes Quaid, the wear Quaid. Oh, <laughs> you drive between here and Vegas, every trailer on the side of the road is going to have one of these guys in it. Lined with Randy Quaid. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, they yeah. all come out at once when the moon is full and they descend <laughs> upon motorists. <laughs> I, I still, like, can either of you explain to me why Haley Joel as Davy, the son of John, who's, we see by the, uh, towards the tail end of the episode, has, has hung himself because nope. uh, why he was building these traps uh, just documenting people falling in them, wearing this costume. Like, who was he getting revenge on? Because if anybody had a beef against it, it was Skinner. But everybody else is living in this town that is hunting in these woods. He does. I mean, they have no beef with him. So why is he doing this? Practice. It's, Boredom. Yeah, maybe he's like, nah, I made the monster suit. Or so maybe he, maybe he, maybe he was um, just he just went wacko and he didn't want anyone near him. Maybe he was just trying to protect his land. Maybe he was just a guy wanting to live off the grid. He completely feared the government. Maybe I, 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 could, I could buy the survivalist. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a survival because I was having a hard time with like, uh, what's he doing? Yeah, I didn't understand the whole reason why he was doing this. No, and we're talking about he, the father or the son? The son. The son, okay. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I can certainly understand his anguish and how he felt like Skinner did his dad wrong. The government yeah. kind of screwed his dad over. Uh, but how he thought, like, attacking people that I that live near me in the woods. They wrote the part at the end where the trap impales him. And we're like, this is gnarly. How do we justify yeah. <laughs> there being a trap like this in the script? Got it, yes. All right, he's a survivalist who hunts people. Maybe. He, yeah. And his dad filled his mind with the, the, the terror monster stories of the, that the government has inflicted on him. Watch out, son. And 
I, I don't know. Yeah, that was probably not a very nurturing parental environment. No, and he was in a sanatorium where he said, like, for a long time, I could never even touch my father. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I could only look through him through, at him through glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even uh, so, when Skinner figures out uh, uh, where Davy lives, goes up there to go visit him, hopefully to see his dad, but uh, is talking to Davy. Uh, they have a kind of back and forth about, uh, you know, oh, my dad's not glad about you. You're the baby killer. Uh, you know, you, you, you didn't mm-hmm. stand up for my dad when he was being court-martialed. You didn't say anything about the gas. You knew about the monsters. Uh, and so Skinner's rebuttal is like, oh, I, had to, I was following orders. Your dad got an incredible dose of this gas. I just got a little bit, so, but I still see things too. So it made me reflect back in the whole past 11 seasons of this. Has he's been seeing stuff? He's been, like, imagine, like, any time that Skinner's had this kind of weird look in his eyes, and any of those scenes, <laughs> you can imagine he's seeing that weird <laughs> horned monster just, like, in the background of something. <laughs> that must that, that is a legitimate thought you could have now. It is, yeah. It's like his, uh, if you've seen Hannibal, it's like his stag man. Yes. Yep. It's like the embodiment of all of his, like, his fears and his darkness, and it's just, it's there, it's always following him around. Yeah, you know those like those dark days when Krychek had like the one up on him that he probably saw like behind like that monster kind of looming up behind him, and it's got Haley Joel Osment's face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean this episode in that sense I felt it was just kind of a disappointment. The part I did like though is uh, when they find the day saved, and we, I've skipped over so many parts of this because you know, this episode's not that great in terms of just like in in depth story or the best i think the parts that were great i was watching it with um a buddy and who did not used to watch the oh, go ahead how many times did you watch this episode just once this time oh all right just once nice. yeah. okay well, how you, many times do you normally watch because i usually fall asleep the first time <laughs> okay okay <laughs> because i'm always watching it late but this time i was watching it with a buddy and uh who was not a, did not watch the x-files when it was first on and i remember him saying you know what this feels like how you describe the x-files should feel and I started thinking, yeah, Mulder and Scully out in the woods with the flashlights, looking for something, trying to figure out. It, it did have that kind of like old school X Files feel. It was not my favorite quote unquote monster of the week, right? But just them together searching, um, trying to figure things out, driving off. You know, let me out here, Scully. You go get help. You know, which was I, 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 not the best plan ever, but. Um, but she came back and saved him. I, I just felt it had a good feeling. Not the best story, but it had a, it felt X-Files-ish minus an X-File, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it felt like when you set up this thing about, like, everybody in this town is mm-hmm. losing teeth. Yeah. That it seemed, it, like, it sets up these, 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 I don't say, like, it's a false flag operation, guys. But uh, where it, it teases you with the idea, like, this could be some kind of monster of the week. There's yep. something larger going on. People are losing this teeth, and that kind of plays into everything. But it... But it ended up being toothless of a story. Yeah. I never got gotcha. you. Oh, good. <laughs> so, good night, everybody. I, don't know. I mean, yeah. it teaches you with the cool idea. Like, ooh, and so, and, and a cool visual thing that when somebody kind of loses a tooth, like, oh man, something's coming my way now. I got to watch out. But uh, we, really... did, we, did the, we did the cliffhanger ambiguous ending where Skinner still has got teeth. He's falling out. And I'm oh, I know. He teeth. lost a tooth. But it's the same thing as like last week when they started with the great monster at the beginning and that was never really the monster. It was people's imaginations of what they were saying oh, that one yeah that one Remember? Yeah. last week so yes. is it it was again this week it was a monster that wasn't really there but it was just imagined maybe this whole ep- this whole season's about the imagined monsters you know yeah because well but i felt like the teeth were sh- were talked about and seen and even tagged at yep. the end that you felt like there should be some kind of setup for what this is all about Nobody ever, like, Scully even being like, oh, that's interesting. Nope. She, that just, <laughs> not interested in that, guys. I'm just focused on this other stuff. So we, did you feel, like, satisfied about the, these teeth? Were you interested in the, the idea? Did they, did you not even care? My, my headcanon is that Haley Joel Osment was building a machine with all of these teeth. 
up in the woods, and if you search long enough, you'd find it. But they called the case closed when he impaled himself on his own trap, so mm-hmm. they'll never find this device. And in 10,000 years, when civilization has crumbled, it will be discovered, this tooth machine. And that is how we will reseed the planet, is with the tooth machine. So this is all, this is very that brilliant. Yeah, yeah, this is very brilliant uh, seed planting and, uh, and, and ground laying for uh, season 14, which will be in 70 years. Oh, boy. I mean, initially I thought, like, <laughs> all right, Hale Joe, when he came back from Vietnam, must have brought something with him. Yeah. He's, he's doused with this chemical. It is, you know, opening up, you know, his senses or some other entity has attached itself to him and has come back. And now it's affecting the, the city, the town that he's living in, causing people to lose their teeth. And that's how he's kind of selecting their victims. But it, it's none of that. So I have no idea what the people losing teeth had to do anything with. They don't even say, like, side effects of these chemicals are, like, people are losing their teeth. Like, my dad had no teeth left by the time he hung himself. He doesn't even say that. So I have no idea, like, what the teeth, losing teeth had to do with anything. This is a gnarly visual. It, I mean, it is. And it's cool. It, I mean, it's a cool story point, And, like, oh, I can't make fun of this guy. I've lost almost all my teeth, too. But we have no idea. Like, it was but, trying to explain hillbillies. Uh, all right. Mm. Hey, that's my family. I can make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so and someone answered me this. Though one question, since I only watched it once, I didn't get a chance to go back and figure this out. Whose ear was in was in the envelope? Oh, it was that guy they, they, uh, that they found at the uh, the corner uh, when they got to the Tennessee town. But who was that guy? Uh, some dude. <laughs> some dude. <laughs> it was just some guy who died in the woods or yeah, something. Yeah, okay. some hunter dude. So yeah. who's who mailed the ear? I'm I, I'm assuming it was Davy. Okay. To Skinner to try to to try to get him to come. Okay. I, I'm assuming that uh, good old John Boy hung himself. That's the last straw for Davy. Uh, Davy ends up impaling one of these hunters. Takes the ear. Says, "All right, now I got to get revenge against Skinner. Look, he cost me my dad. Mm-hmm. I, this is the, this is the time. Sends it to Skinner and sets everything in motion. That's what I'm thinking happened. But we we that's me just assuming a lot. No, of stuff. I think that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we get nothing like hey, that's why I brought you up here. That's why I <laughs> sent you that ear. We get no validation if that's even a correct thing. But I assume that that's how it well felt. And one and, other question: yeah. And did his dad hang himself, or did he? That's assumed, right? I'm, I'm assuming because I, I, given how much he said he loved his father, I don't think he would have killed him unless it was the the gas. Except for we didn't ever see it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. say no. I think his dad killed himself. I think his dad killed After himself. he got out, he killed himself, and then the, the son was like, okay, I'm getting revenge on the man who was responsible. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess if he's let out of the sanatorium because he was deemed no longer a threat to himself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe he was okay. still. So that he killed himself still? And I, I feel like, because I don't think Davy would kill his own father and then use that as an outlet to, to blame Skinner. Right. right it's right. also, it's less, a little bit less compelling that way, right? right. Because that way he's just crazy. Yes. He's, he's just flat out bonkers, which can be fun, but definitely not as much to chew on. True. So I feel like it's more a tragic ending for that character. He's like, I gotta get, I'm gonna make him pay for what you did to you, Dad. I'm gonna get this here. Send it off. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the more I talk about this episode, the more, uh, the less I'm liking it. Aww. Uh, I guess there's just so many holes in it that it yeah. kind of frustrates me. It, it is frustrating. Considering that, you know, guys, let's be honest with each other. We're never gonna get another Skinner episode. Uh, again, ever. For, presumably ever, right? Because there's no more X-Files. Well, I, well, Chris Carter has recently backtracked Oh, he did on that uh, because originally he said before Julian Anderson made her big announcement, like this is the it for this is it for me. He always said, you know what, X Files is Scully, X Files is Scully and Mulder, and if they're not doing it, I'm not going to do the show. 
But then Jillian comes out with her announcement. He didn't know about that. It causes, causes uh, gets Chris Carter unaware. Then he has a little time to reevaluate and says, you know what? They're, they're, they're the key components of the show, but they're not absolutely essential to be on the show. So much like Mulder took off for a while, but he was still yeah. uh, a presence on the show. Scully could be that this same thing. This is how we bring back Doggett. That's right. There you go. They, uh, Scorpion can't get another season, right? Let's get him <laughs> back. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Robert Patrick back in the saddle again. Uh, so, I mean, so if, so uh, Chris Carter essentially says, like, this is a series that I think continue without uh, without Scully as, a, as a key part. They need X-Files Miami, X-Files New Orleans. Yeah. X- they need to do it. Franchise it. Come on. For, for as we talked about last season, too, with Robbie Amell and... Um, mm-hmm. uh, We've only seen them, like, once, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, and that was just like for a hot second. Because they the accidentally saw Scully drive off the road. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I didn't, I mean, it would have been interesting if they would have teased that. But, you know, I guess the other thing is we talked about even when it aired last season, too. If we're watching the X-Files now, we want to get as much as uh, Scully and Mulder as we can. Right. right. Why are we wasting uh, uh, popular, you know, precious real estate on those two characters? That I assume they'll, they'll be back in the finale. Yeah. Because it's another mythology thing. Oh, God, great. It has to be. <laughs> it is. It has it to is, be. It is, and it's going to be un... Uh, my oh Struggle Part 4. Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be my struggle. <laughs> it's going to be my struggle on that one. Frank's, Frank's <laughs> struggle. Oh, yes. Uh, but I feel like the only way you could really test that is you'd have to greenlight at least a two-hour movie or something and right. just and, and only have the two of them be the focus for the entire episode or at least you know six episodes a season or something to, to see yeah. if that tracks. Even just give them, if they, had, if they had a little bit more time this season, if they had more than ten episodes, even just give right. them an episode of themselves just to see, just to test it in an hour-long format to see yes. if that's something people actually would, have an appetite for. But would you guys be into that? I would. I have no idea. I, if it was not the same bloated mythology, if it was that means a new mythology, which is, I don't know. I, I think I would like... I would I wouldn't like to do it without David and and, and Jillian, of course, but I would still perhaps I maybe I'm saying it now, but like well, like Chris Carter, I might be backtracking a little bit. No, because I feel like the, the the idea and the conceit of the show I think can endure without as much as we love those two characters. I think it's one that doesn't necessarily have to rely on those two characters. Right. So if you think in real world uh, that those two people, the FBI, are the only two people ever that would have any interest in any of that stuff mm-hmm. seems highly unlikely to me. So Increasingly feel, so. So I feel like, yes, you could carry that on. Whether the audiences would want to see that without right. these two characters, I don't know. But I, I think the concept could sustain itself with new actors. If done, if done well, it can be done. Did you guys used to watch Fringe? I did not. I have still actually never yes. seen an episode of Fringe. It was remarkable. And in Fringe, they even talked about the X-Files. You know? Oh, nice. Yeah, they're, they kind of live in the same universe a little bit. So, And it was a well-done show, and it was kind of like, it was X-Files, you know, investigating super science supernatural kind of stuff, and it, it felt great. But So I, I think it could be done. I don't want it to be done, but I think it can be done. There are definitely ideas that I've heard that sound worse that ended up being great. So I, yeah, I'd be there mm-hmm. for it, for sure. Yeah, and I, I would agree that if they did come back, Jim, I would not want to see... A larger mythology that 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 mythology that, that scares me right there. Yeah, no, I would want to start uh, something completely Please, new, kind of like when they did the Lone Gunman. It was all about what corporate corruption or something like that. Yeah, I'll bring back the Lone Gunman. Well, all right, speak of the mythology. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, we have made fun of this. How much of it's like to various degrees on this panel? We all uh, have our thoughts about how essential the mythology is today to this series and its success moving forward. Sure. Uh, I, I would say probably my end to the extreme is like, I want it gone immediately. I can't mm-hmm. stand it anymore. 
Forget it. But I'm the other extreme. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're like, give me more of the mythology. Lex, are you, do you kind of ride the middle, or are you either one of the end? I suppose I'm closer to the middle. I l- always loved the mythology stuff. I I just thought the more overly complicated it became, right. the less I. Right. felt invested in any of it that's my biggest issue with the mythology stuff now in the revival is just that it is so convoluted that it makes it really difficult for me to know what specifically to hook into so I would love more mythology stuff but I feel like we really need to strip away a lot of the noise yeah. and get back to something a yep. little bit more basic I think the mythology was at its strongest uh, early I would say early into the the run like w- once uh, Scully gets abducted in season two like that's where the mythology really takes off and I'd say like over the next couple of years that to me is the strongest mythology stuff because it is still almost almost exclusively people like X just being like the truth has never been closer like yeah. <laughs> this is just the beginning and it's like you don't really know and it doesn't matter they don't have to like overload you with noise about yeah. like what the conspiracy entails and all of this it's just like uh, aliens maybe colonization this uh, it's a bounty hunter guy with a, a long pointy weapon thing and a lot of hints mm-hmm. and ominousness and that's really all you need yep. to drive it well, because I feel like the mythology in, in any series, I think, uh, is great at the beginning because everything you see, everything you watch and you learn is a new piece of information and it's exciting. But then you reach that tipping point where you, if your series ends up running longer than you thought originally, you've still got to start coming up with right. f- fresh takes on this mythology that starts almost kind of backtracking or altering previous things that you've already established and then all of a sudden that becomes that confusion how do you reconcile all these bits and pieces and that's why too I feel like most shows that have a strong continuity to them as far as the story that they're telling they tend to past a lot of shows past like their fifth year uh, pretty quickly exponentially start to collapse in on themselves Mm -hmm. yeah and I think it it served if you uh, are then given by the network that kind of uh, uh, goal point where it's like all right, you're going to get two more seasons and then I feel like there's always that one season where everything kind of flounders and then all of a sudden you find that like hey guess what this is the last season or we're yep. getting two more seasons lost season it. three yep. or four yep. yep and when they give them the end the, point the everything starts water. connecting I've still never seen Lost it's awesome you'll love it yeah, yeah it's a good time I, yeah, here's the sure. thing right even even given how mad a lot of people seem to be about the ending mm-hmm. everything I hear about the show makes it sound like something I would enjoy a good deal oh I ate it up like yep. just like I could not get enough of that even the bad. I, this is not the Lost after show, but it does. It has a lot of the same DNA of that type of show. And the Lost, in exactly what you're saying, is correct in that when Lost found out when its endpoint was, bam, it took off and it went right straight for it. Yes, and it didn't flounder and it felt great. X Files didn't really have an endpoint, and so those last few seasons they had to come up with new mythologies and new whatever. And the, and even like this season, the the you know the the opening episode. When they introduced almost like two mythologies, it, it, a, yeah. a, a burdensome double mythology. I, if they were to continue with the show, I think as much as I hate to say this, cigarette smoking man dies. Please, Hershey Barbara Hershey's oh. character. Everyone dies. It's all done. You start anew, and it's like fresh. And and it's you could even continue with our aliens real, but it's a different kind of feel. But maybe that's not it. Like, you know, on Fringe, it was there's an alternate universe that everybody lives in. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Great storytelling. Well, what I, because what made me think at the end of this episode where Mulder and Scully and Skinner, they end up, you know, getting rid of good old, good old Davy boy. They, they put him on ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, or <laughs> He put himself on ice. They stick a fork or several forks in him. <laughs> and then he's done. There you go. 
but uh, they have this conversation at back in in the, his his house where uh, Skinner says, "You know, I'm not giving up on this. I owe it to his father to be able to get answers for this, uh, and I owe it to myself." And as he as he leaves, uh, Mulder, and you're waiting for that moment the whole time for Mulder to say, "Yes, I'm with you," and they said, "Yeah, we're with you." And for me, like that. Like that's enough for me to like see that that could be like a new mythology, at least something that it could be that could last a season or two, where you're pursuing that and the kind of avenues that you kind of lead up with that close off this alien stuff, and that like right there you're opening up a new mythology. For it yourself. is going to be incredibly frustrating to me if we get to the last mythology episode in this season and they're back to not trusting him arbitrarily because that's where the last mythology, full mythology episode picked up from. I'm really yeah. hoping that they take the little strands of continuity that they've been laying throughout these one-offs and it actually pays off in some way or if not pays off at least we don't walk any of it back you know i i just for the the most the best way for this series to conclude i mean what has what is it that Mulder is still looking for and that's i think we have to figure that out because this is basically it started with him searching for his sister remember yep. way back in the day and then they did you guys like the resolution of the sister where she was basically killed by a child murderer and she, turned and she becomes like the starlight spirit she was a yeah. she became starlight which i hated that with a passion it's a beautiful episode and they play that moby song and that's still yeah. I mean, that sequence it does it it tears it pulls the heartstrings for now, sure no it was a good episode but i just was it was not a satisfying end to the mythology because after that then you're thinking why is this why is the x-files continuing now because that's what he had been searching for and i think that's what they need to find right now is the and so i think the mythology right now is william Yes. And I, I think that's it. And so that's why I think that I'm still kind of drawn into it. I still do like these episodes because it's the search for William. They almost found him. They kind of did find him like, oh, wait, that was last episode. Not, I got my episodes mixed up. So the last episode was William. And it, it was somewhat mythology, but somewhat kind of monster of the week. But it was, um, I think that's what they need to go. They need to dig into that. This episode, they try to like solidify the relationship between you know, Skinner and them, and that was nice. It was almost like a throwaway episode that this is one of those episodes I'm not going to say, oh, I got to have that type episode. Yeah, I mean, I guess it says it kind of uh, gives you a little bit more context for... I like the I'm with you. We're with you. Yes. Yeah. That's, it was worth it for that one statement. And I, I feel like you could understand more the motivation about why Skinner was so protective of them, considering mm-hmm. like everything that had happened to his friend and how he kind of failed him. Mm-hmm. That all of a sudden he has two people that are under his watch and he doesn't want to let the he was he doesn't want to let them down the way that he let his friend down. So I can understand why yeah. it, it kind of informs a lot of Skinner's kind of choices that he made throughout the course of the original series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you know I, I feel like that's that that in my sense is a nice chance uh, I, I, when you're focusing on a character at least give him that little piece of information. It kind of sheds a little new light on a character. So I'll take that little bit. It it felt it felt very earned. I, to me, yes. Um, it, it felt earned and it felt a bit overdue, which I think I yes. alluded to earlier in this conversation. It felt especially after how underutilized he was last year, uh, especially given his uh, crucial position within the fabric of the X-Files going all the way back to the near beginning. Yeah, it felt like, yeah, everybody just like, take a second. Let's take a second. Let's pat yeah. him on the back a little. I liked mm-hmm. it. See, wouldn't you like, I, for me, how would you two feel that at the end of the season, say Chris Carter, of course we know he's not, but say in a world that he actually decided to just completely end the mythology portion for what we've known so far. Next season, it gets greenlit. Uh, or we're coming back for season 12. Fantastic. The focus of the season is we're going to be helping Skinner kind of uncover this greater uh, conspiracy within our own government about what they did to our soldiers and whatnot during various stages of different wars throughout the years. 
would that be compelling to you to have them kind of help it working with Skinner trying to un- uncover some more government secrets? Or that seems kind of dull. Don't want to see it. I, I, I'd i watch, but I, that the way you just – that was a terrible pitch. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah! no, 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 no. Getting the series green. Uh, not, because uh. of, not because of your skill in pitching. Just I, I don't That's, think – this episode wasn't – compelling enough for me to say I can't wait to get more of whatever was going on there right yeah true which I would consider yeah because even when Haley or uh, Davey goes back in to kind of explain it we see those flashbacks of uh, different soldiers sitting there in that that chemical bath because the first the first soldier because he's referencing his dad so I thought like wait is he is this first guy supposed to be his dad but it's also like aged up but it's not Haley playing his own dad but it was not just another soldier going through this process I guess the reason I, I would say that is like Imagining fake monsters because the government there's a government conspiracy that is it's interesting but that's not as interesting as perhaps a man who can squeeze his body into small spaces or a monster that turns you into you know a, a giant mushroom that underneath all the trees that you know forces you to kill each other like I want real monsters I, yeah. I, that's what I, I want the monsters of the week that are real monsters and I don't feel as if we had have we even had one this season yet like a monster. We've had the twins who had a psychic ability, but have we had a monster of the week yet? That's what I don't know. No, not, not really. Mm-mm. No, nothing that has Six episodes in and not a monster yet. Nothing, nothing certainly that lives up to that episode in season two, I think, where Tony Shalhoub's shadows eat people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I think that's soft light, yeah. <laughs> I think. And that's, re- that's literally that's the premise of the episode, or that's like the, the x file element of the episode is that Tony Shalhoub's shadows mm-hmm. eat people. Yeah, because it, it is. I mean, and I guess this is you can't look at this episode as a, an X file. It's them just trying right. to find out what's happened to Skinner. So, kind of a side bit, but it's uh, it's a, a little tangent from the core premise of the show. Right. But yeah, this episode was just left me kind of like. It turns out the real X file were the friends we made along the way. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm not going yeah, with that. That was. That was uh, but hopefully, all right, all right, Jim. I will come back to you then, Jim. What? All right. So, say, my, my premise. My premise there for that mythology helping out Skinner trying to uncover some stuff. It's not. It's we treat it very much like the alien mythology now, mm-hmm. where you see it a couple, maybe at the beginning, mm-hmm. maybe at the tail end of a season, but the rest of it is just monster of the week stuff. Yeah. Would that still be okay? Do yeah. You, you'd want to see season 12? I would actually, I would. I would definitely, at least a mini series, especially if it's Skinner trying to grapple monster of the week stuff by himself. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I, I would, would love that. I would watch the crap out of that. I just want monsters. I want them to return to monsters. I, there's just something about like at least freshening. I, I mean, certainly uncovering government secrets and what they did with MK Ultra or whatever kind of was the uh, uh, progenitor of that or descendant of that. Uh, maybe not that as exciting compared to aliens. That I mean, you're definitely lowering the the bar yeah, yeah. when you when you go from aliens just to like. I oh, think that's why Lone Gunman kind of filtered fizzled out a little bit because it, there wasn't a monster of the week. It was ooh big corporate. Greed and we're. I don't really. Did you guys watch Lone Gunman very much? I did. I, I remember enjoying. I it. love them as characters, but I just remember the the cases of the week didn't didn't strike me quite as much because it, they were. It felt lower. I guess. I mean, I guess it's like the case of like a lot of comic book characters, like uh, Namor. Namor is an awesome character, but as a, as a focus of his own ongoing series, can't sustain for very long. He's great when he's uh he comes into somebody else's book and tosses yeah. the tables up for an issue or two, but to have him be the focus, you're like. Right. Yeah, he's a side character. Yeah. Uh, 
right, but you know, so maybe yeah, great. But the the, premise, the idea of Skinner, Mulder, and Scully kind of working together on something, I love them that. supporting Skinner in the search or something. Whatever, be at least it's a different dynamic than we've seen. That would be cool. In any other, I would other love seasons. that. I would love that. And I, it would be cool just to have the opportunity to see something like that. We never will. We what never if they? Will. And what if it was they went rogue? They were no longer part of the FBI. It was the Rogue X Files with this Skinner. Mulder, Scully, <laughs> nice. I love it. And that that verbatim is the voiceover on the trailer. Yes, <laughs> they're just Skinner and they're doing <laughs> things. And look at him; he's still got the beard. Look at him go in a world. <laughs> now, uh, Jim Lucretia and I talked about our feelings about Mitch Pileggi. Uh Skinner, uh, beardless Skinner, or beard Skinner. Where do you fall on that? Uh, here's here's the thing, right? I don't think the beard would have been the play for him uh, on the original run of the series. I think the older Mitch Pileggi gets, I feel like he's he's growing into the beard aesthetic, like as his face mm. matures a little further. I think now now is the perfect time. Now is like optimum Skinner beard territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he's stri- striking while the iron is hot. I think is a very wise choice. Oh, I like the gray in it too. That's your moment. That's cool, yeah. He looks, he manages, he keeps it, he keeps it badass, right? Like, yep. and like, Mulder had that beard at the, in the second movie for a minute. Yeah. And same, same deal. I think he was, Duchovny was still too early for, for beard action. I, I'd be curious to see now how he rocks it, but also Duchovny may not have face for beard. I would have said the same thing about Pelleggi a decade ago, but what a mm. fool I would have been. That's true. Mm. All right, all right. I like that. Uh, face for a beard. You gotta, sometimes you gotta grow into that beard. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, we're going to start winding down here. But uh, do we have any predictions? I mean, we've got uh, up front for folks. Uh, February twenty eighth is going to be when we're going to return to the X Files after show. Like many other uh, networks uh, and series, they're taking a break while the Olympics is on. X Files is no exception. So we'll be back on February twenty eighth to break down the newest episode. But until then, do we have any predictions? To kind of tide us over. Monster of the week. Give us a monster. Give us a monster. It's all monster. That's my hope. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm hoping for at least one solid monster. I honestly, I have no idea what I think is going to happen for the rest of the season. I've not been keeping up with too much news ahead of time. So I don't know week to week. Like, I don't see the little promos at the end of oh, each gotcha. episode that tells you, like, the next week on the X-Files. So every week, it's been a surprise for me what the episode is even about. They give it, what was next week? In three weeks, the X-Files returns. Do you remember what it was? It was... I don't. Ooh, some stuff. I think. Oh no! Oh, no! It was the. It's a play on the Amazon drones. Uh, That's right. Drones kind of delivering things to your home. It's kind of play. What if they turned evil and they started attacking people? Oh no! Yeah, that sounds scary. It sounds there scary. Again, no monster. Uh, but there's. Uh, I believe there's ten episodes this season, right? Correct. Yes. So, so that's episode seven. So that's seven. So that gives us. We're, we have four episodes left when we come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, eight, nine, yes, ten. Yes, that's correct. We have four left, and we know for sure one is mythology. Th- mythology. So that's like ten. So we've got three other episodes, and we know one of them is this now evil drone episode. Yeah. So that gives so us two. two. Other ones. Come on, I'm holding out for a monster. A holding out for a monster. Well, I mean, they could be the robotic monsters. Is that enough for you, Jim? Or you nope. want to see? It's got to be a flesh and blood monster. Blood guts and fangs. Okay. All right. All right, fine. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boy, I feel like this is, uh, we, we didn't, uh, riot, you even, I don't know, we just didn't love this. Oh, no, I, 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 I used the royal we. I did not love this particular I, episode. I, I can't speak for my two mixed, mixed positive. Yes. All right. I'm giving it a six on a scale of one to ten. Oh, all right. I'll give it a, eh. No, I'm five and a half for me. All right. I'll give it a two. <laughs> just for the Skinner stuff, for the Skinner moments, just that the moment, just the, the tease of possibilities that we'll never get to see. But ladies just, and gentlemen, just, just, <laughs> gr- just grouch. Do you, you know what the name of the song was? Do you know what the name of the song was? They were playing when uh, oh, uh, with Davey started putting the music on. What was it? Fear is your best friend. 
Fear's man's best friend. Isn't, Who, that the, that? John, isn't John Cale? John Cale's song? Yeah, John Cale. Fear's yeah. man's best yeah. friend. Look at that. All right. It Good meant song. something. Uh, all right, guys, go to iTunes and buy that song. <laughs> uh, play it on the way home. John, well, you know what? John Cale is dope, though. Like, is he? You, no, yeah. Like, you really should. Like, everybody who doesn't listen to John Cale, go check it out. Go to your Spotify or your Apple Music. I'm now the, the John Cale pitch person, I guess. Look at that. Um, amazing. He was in Velvet Underground. All right. Yeah. He's great. Sounds great. Check it out. Do it. Check it out. Do it. Do it. And you know why you're on iTunes buying some John Kill music? You want to give us uh, some five stars on iTunes? Subscribe to the uh, the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. Like us on Facebook. And if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show is over, Jim, where can they find you? You can find me at Con Guy Jim. And this coming Monday night on our sister network. Which camera am I looking at right now? This one over here. You look at everyone. Okay. Anyways, um, this coming Monday night, you can tune into the Con Guy Show on Popcorn Talk Network. We'll be looking for you guys there. Oh, my turn. I am all over <laughs> social media at the Lex Michael, and I also do a podcast called Missing Out with Tari J. Miller. He and I come from different cultural backgrounds. We grew up differently. We found different pieces of art and media at different times, pieces that we think the other might be missing out on. So we talk about art, we talk about culture, and we talk about ourselves, our experiences, why this art resonates with us the way it does. It's the retrospective that's introspective. You can find us on Twitter, at Missing Outcast. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play. Uh, the most re- recent episode that dropped, we dropped episodes every Tuesday. Most recently, we talked about Alien Engineer, which was the original John Spate script that eventually became Prometheus. Ooh. So there's a lot of Prometheus and Alien Covenant talk. Uh, this week, we're going to drop an episode the day before Valentine's Day, and we may or may not be talking some Fifty Shades. <laughs> come, come join us. Come check it out. We're proud of the show. We hope to see you there with our ears. Fantastic. I will never be on that show. Uh, that's so, I'm going to internalize that, <laughs> yes. Frank. And it's going to hurt. Nope, it's going to keep nope. me up at night. Nope, I've never been asked. See, Jim, the thing is, I don't know if he's joking because I've asked him multiple times. <laughs> Has he ever shown up? No, he's not, not joking. once. No, no. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that I've uh, that Lex feels he's missing out from me. Anything that I have to share, like, no, I'm fine missing out on that. Uh, uh, please grow a beard, Lex, according to Tanya there in the chat. Oh, nice. I get, and it was seconded. Miss Bubbles and Tanya both there you go. want... Uh, uh, Alex, <laughs> follow us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> uh, on, at Happy Go Jackie, and uh, we'll be back February twenty eighth with an all new episode of the X Files After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Till then, the truth is in your beard. <laughs> <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buy that John Kale, guys. You should. He's really talented. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 